What's up, you stupid little babies? It's podcast time again. I'm back. It's me. Just me. Jacob's not here. Whatever I'm a solo you, podcast whatever, today. Whatever. Don't listen to that. That He's not actually here. It's just me. Uh, we're going to be talking about a lot of stuff today by Who's myself. Who's weird uh, if by I'm myself, not here? I'm going to be talking with the audience, you, and you're going to have a oh, conversation how you be doing back that? with me. And maybe you'll hear what I'm saying and you'll say, ah, something, something, something. And I'll act like I heard you. So I'm going to respond to what I think every possible response could be to every idea I put forth since Jacob is, of course, not here to have a conversation with me. Why isn't Jacob here, Kyle? So let's get into it. (laughs) 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 Guys, guys, it's a prank. Jacob was here the whole time. Say hi, say hi, Jacob, for the first time. No. All right. Well, (laughs) your first word of the podcast was no. That was the first thing you said. Yeah, sure. It was, uh, what was I going to say to you? Dang it. No idea. I was too busy you with my bit. Call them babies. And the stupid little babies. That was, that's not very nice. Well, what's happening is that we're having a conversation, and they're just kind of listening to it. Whether the conversation is surrounding them or it's in their ears, right now, we're the authority figure in their life. That's what I was gonna say. Whatever your watch says, disregard it because it is in fact podcast time. Exactly. You don't even look at your watch. Don't look at your phone. Just don't look at it for right now. You know what? Actually, go ahead and look at it. We programmed all watches <laughs> to say podcast time it's podcast as soon as you start time. listening. <sighs> guys, I, I, I wonder what you guys thought of last episode. Balloon Boy. Such a little interesting little, little tale from the early 2000s that I think is long, long been untold. And I think it's just so interesting that uh, we got to bring it back to you guys via milk and screen. Yeah, I honestly truly did not remember <laughs> that happening. It's a really cool story. <clears throat> so, but this week we're gonna open up with some. Uh, you're gonna learn some a little bit of lore about us. Lore. Uh, I think we've mentioned it in passing in the past. Yeah, I know we haven't gone into length. No, but the both of us are very huge Pentatonix fans. I think both of us are kind of like so into it that we're like retired at this point it all it feels like, like we're retired like people are like i love pentatonics and i'm like oh i've loved them for so long like we're like it's almost like shaking our little fists and drinking prune juice we're like i remember <laughs> 2012 people are like have you heard this song <laughs> that's so cute that you think i haven't heard that song <laughs> adorable yeah i uh i i as being a little, little choir boy i happen to love them very much uh even though, like, some of their stuff, like, doesn't age, like, with grace. Some of it's a little corny. But I think all, like, choir and acapella stuff is, is has a little bit of corn in it. For sure. Uh, but they just released an album, which they haven't done, like, in a new album in, like, quite some time. Am I right? New album-wise, they did their, um, they did that home EP. Oh, right. With, like, five songs in it. I think the last album before that, I mean, they had their most recent Christmas album, right? Which was a couple months ago. Yeah, but I, I don't, I don't typically refer to their Christmas stuff as like their music. Okay, then disregarding that, I think the most recent thing is their EP, which technically wasn't an album; it's an EP. Yeah. So I think the most recent album is was it in twenty seventeen? Is it? I think it's their pop one. Yeah, all their did, pop covers. What is it called? Uh, that's a great question for a Pentatonix fan. <laughs> uh, I don't remember what it's called. Who should totally know? It's who, like Pop Classics or something? I think it's literally just called like Pop Classics or... No, it's Volume 5. 
Is that what it's called? I, I thought they gave look. it a name Let in terms look. of pop. All I know is I'm that it's mad. a bunch of pop covers, and I'm, it's pretty good. It's not as good as their <laughs> top pop volume one. Top pop. Okay. Yeah. That's and then a weird it, name for one. It's, of their not, it's not as good as their classics. No, definitely not. album. Their classics cover is so 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 good. Woof. There really is solid. nary a miss on that album. Not 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 a single one. You didn't like Somewhere Over the Rainbow that much when they did it, did you? You didn't like the key it was in or something. It's hard to place it. It's just my least favorite on that album, I think. Here, I'll give you the key that it's in right now. Somewhere over the rainbow. That's the key they do it in. Kyle, we just got copyrighted. I'm just kidding. Oh, man. We, ju- <laughs> we just got struck by the DMCA, and now we're not going to make money off of this. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Man, all those views gone to waste. No, I um, I think that one, I think it's just a different version. I also don't like that song very much. To me, Yeah. It's... It's just a a very specific. good song. It's a good song. I'm not gonna say it's not a bad song. I think it's just too good to where. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> you don't like it because it's too good. Well, it's like too good in like a. It's like a. It's too classic. Where like it's not like my go-to song to listen to. So when they cover it, I'm like, oh. Do you think it's too good and too classic? As in that makes it too generic for a cover. No, not too not too generic for cover. Just the song itself. It's like too generic and like it's hard to put into words what I'm, I'm I've noticed. What I'm feeling about somewhere over the rainbow. That's great for a podcast. Um <laughs> <laughs> You're you're throwing in little zingers in there, Kyle. I, I got to, man. Little zingers. I haven't seen people in days. <laughs> um to give you context. Kyle got exposed again. <laughs> Woohoo! I tested negative, but I'm still being forced into my quarantine by the University of Florida. Yeah. Number six public university in the nation. Wh- what? Yeah. I still think it's pretty cool that they give you guys tests. Though. That's, like, really nice. Yeah, we um, get tested every two weeks. Um, That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, Kyle's fine, but he's just being extra safe because he's a good old boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you know how you're, you know how you're a good old boy, and then sometimes you you want to break the rules, and then you're like, ah, "But I'm a good old boy." Hey, we already talked about a podcast about that. Wait, that wasn't a sentence. Excuse me. <laughs> we already did a podcast about being too nice and being too good. Well, we talked about being too nice. We didn't have we didn't have really, next week's episode. We didn't have being con- too good. <laughs> we didn't have context for being too goody two shoes, too rule following, too rule following. Um. Anyways, somewhere over the rainbow. Final note sucks. No, I'm kidding. The whole thing. No, it's it's a good song. I just don't like songs that are just played too much. Well, all I this don't know why. all this to say that Pentatonix dropped a new album today. Right, they dropped an album today, Friday, February twelfth, and so not Sunday the fourteenth. No, but. I I had it. I I've had it on repeat all day while I was doing my schoolwork because I've been doing school all day because you know that's my whole life. Uh-huh. And I got it's really good. I'm really enjoying it. And that's cool. There, I mean, there are, there are a couple that are like, you know, yeah, good song. I feel like I've heard this before. One of the songs, I can't remember which one, ends exactly like one of their old songs. And if you heard the ending, I can't remember which one. I think it's Love Me When I Don't. Mm-hmm. It ends, and I can't think of the other song it ends with, but it's the same key, and it's the same, like, vocal harm, harmonies that edge out the song. Yeah. It's the exact same as some other songs. So, like... This is another reason why my pentatonics love is not as it was when I was. I mean, first of all, I've just grown as a person, so mm. like my music taste and stuff has grown, so it's not as like 
quote unquote generic or whatever. Like just you know being honest, but right, I, lo- same here. I, I love their complexity and I love like how they come up with new ideas. But knowing them as people, like knowing who they are and like what they like to do and like how they are, it their music does not match their personality. Half of them, like Mitch and Mitch and Scott, like definitely their music does not fit them. Like Superfruit, like definitely does. Right. Like, and that's why I if love, you don't know Superfruit is this YouTube channel Scott and Mitch used to do, and they made they have it's kind of like their own musical group too. They made they did two albums. Uh, of just them two singing together and like it was just really poppy like like electric pop stuff and it was it's so good like it's it's really like interesting and it's their own thing and it really feels like them but like pentatonics at this point like does not feel like doesn't feel authentic and maybe this new album again i have not listened to it um because i haven't had the chance i just got home from work a couple hours ago uh, so maybe that'll change once I listen to it. Maybe this album's a little more authentic. I think I think a couple of them feel more authentic. One of them has, I'm pretty sure, the first curse word that's in a pentatonic song. Whoa, guys! It's, it, it's the s word. Whoa, yeah. guys! They, it's so cringy when they when they copy like, um, "Sorry" by Demi Lovato, and they're like, uh, what is it? Payback is the baddest, and baby, I'm uh-huh. the baddest. It's like, ah, guys, you're like in your 30s almost. Like, just say, bitch, you know, like that, just that say part, that word. That part has really confused me. Why they don't just? Because I mean, obviously, I know that they've got young people that listen to them, but young people listen to all of the musics. Yeah. So I don't like. I don't. I don't really understand. I mean, do your thing. I don't really understand why they've circumvented it though. I I think that um. There's a couple more curse words in some of their songs too, like a, a a very few, but a lot of them, like like they just don't say them or they say something else instead, like uh the Iggy Azalea rap in um oh yeah yeah, and, yeah. Uh, one less problem uh when they did Starships and and he actually says I'm a bad Mitch because it's Mitch that's the one that's rapping now that's actually really cute it was pretty and clever, clever yeah but still I. <laughs> when you listen to it now, that's the, that's the album that's aged the least gracefully, in my opinion. Like the, I think it's the second one, right? Problem is the PTX three, three, yeah, yeah. It's the three, third. three to me has um, aged the less gracefully. But all right, I th- I think I can see that. Yeah, um, but uh, I'm excited to listen to the new album as for, a, as a longtime fan. Also, for context, my favorite song on the albums thus far, just listening to it today, is called "Never Gonna Cry Again." I think it's a really good song. I just think it bangs. Cool. Um, what's your fi- what? I think we've already done. Didn't we already do? We a- talked about this outside of the microphone scape, right. but I don't really remember the things I said. But go ahead and ask. Uh, your favorite pentatonic song? It's really difficult. It's hard for me too, but I I know my answer. It's really difficult. Hold on, I need to. Are we talking original or anything they've ever done? Anything that they've ever done. Okay, I need to. I'm gonna go ahead and say ex- excluding Christmas. Okay. That's real. That makes it a little easier. Right. Uh, this is gonna be so difficult. Their cover of Imagine is so good. It that's is. really high up there for me. Um, excluding. It's it's really hard. I love Natural Disaster. I love Hit the Road, Jack. Volume two is just really good. Volume two is the best, I think. Um, and the baddest girl is really good. Yes. It's very okay. What is what is yours? Natural disaster. Okay, it is natural disaster. That's mine. Yeah, it, yeah, that tracks. Easy. 
I'm going to say for right now, I'm going to say, Hey mama hit the road, Jack. That's your favorite. I, I, that or the baddest girl. Baddest girl is also really high up. That used to be my favorite actually. I think I'm going to change the baddest girl for now. Really? I think I'm going to change for now. That genuinely shocks me, Kyle. I feel like it changes every day. I could look at the list and see (laughs) something and be like, Oh, that's the best song. And the Uh, next day go go back to imagine. I think, uh, Christmas stuff is more your is more your shindig. So like I think I feel like that would be you know a Christmas song would replace mm-hmm. Baddest Girl if, if we included Christmas. It's it it's odd that I've I've remained a Pentatonix fan for this long when one of their favorite song one of my favorite songs or my favorite for today is in their first album. Yeah, I mean and that's weird. I I, I mean that's not to say their first album is the best because it's I don't think it's the best, um, but. And there are also songs on other albums that are just absolute incredible. And it's funny too because Pentatonix is part of our like friendship. Yeah. Like we we've been friends long. We've been friends almost as long as we've been Pentatonix fans. I specifically remember when Volume Three came out. Yep. Because we were sophomores, I think. Volume Three. And we were. Yeah. We always met outside of school with a, a group of our friends. And I remember walking out there listening to the album because it just it had just dropped, and the song "On My Way," "On My Way Home" mm-hmm. was playing, and it gets to that part of, like, the first time it got to that part part of the course was going "I'm on my way, I'm on my way." That was happening, mm-hmm. and I I wasn't looking at the names of the songs where they were coming. I didn't realize that they were saying "I'm on my way." And for my my initial thought was like they had this African chant that they knew oh for this song. God. It was happening, dude, and I was like, "Oh, Hakuna Matata!" Like it was going "Amamoe," and I really thought that's what it was. Wow. And when I learned that it was English words, I actually liked the song less. <laughs> that that I specifically remember that happening to me and being very disappointed that they were speaking English in that chorus. <laughs> so dumb. I, I genuinely that's a. Um, that, that, that's a real memory. <laughs> my earliest Pentatonix memory was watching the uh, Wizard of Oz with Todrick, with Todrick mm-hmm. Hall. Uh, it's it's the Oz is obviously A H H H S. Like you know, ah, you know. That's another really um, good one. That's incredible. I and it's really early Pentatonix too. So like this when they were really in their heyday. And um, I mean that's like my earliest like viewing of them. Yeah. And I knew I knew they were on the sing off, which is a. a Acapella. Yeah, I watched them win the sing-off because it always came on right after The Voice. And that's right. when I was super big into The Voice is when they were on the sing-off. I remember watching them win and being like, oh, I got to follow these guys. They're just, yeah, they're they're legends. Um, acapella legends for sure. And like pop legends too, they've won some Grammys. They did like the Star Wars medley at the at the Grammys mm. one time. Oh, it was so good. Live. Like that's so, so incredibly good. hard to do. And it was really done well. If Back to the previous question. If we add Christmas music, is your favorite Do You See What I See with Whitney Houston? Ooh, that's so hard. Ah, Cause, so, uh, if you they, haven't listened to Do You See What I See that they did with Whitney Houston, because this is after she passed away, but they had the rights from her agency to do the song with a track of her singing it. Oh, my god! And gosh. if you have not heard that song, honestly, go away for a couple minutes. Go listen to that song, then come back. Hold on. We'll wait. Yeah, we'll we'll wait approximately four minutes and thirty two seconds. I think that's how long the song is. All right, and hopefully uh, you paused when I told you to pause. And now you're back. <laughs> Isn't that song incredible? It's so good. Whitney's one of the best. Yes, it's uh, such a good song. Can... All the Christmas albums are absolute bangers. 
I they're so good. Although their most recent one had probably like four Christmas songs and then seven songs that were not Christmas songs, but it, they were there. It was a very weird Christmas album. It makes me so sad when they do that because I'm just like, guys, please. There's so many they haven't done. We we did a whole list of the songs they haven't done for Christmas. And I, over like over days after that, I thought of so many more. I never wrote them down, but yeah. there's probably still a good fifteen that a lot of people would know. Oh, what was one? Um, what is what is the Christmas song? Uh, where you wanna? It's like the branches on the Christmas tree. Uh oh, Christmas tree. <laughs> yes, thank you. I couldn't remember the name of the song. I couldn't oh, remember the song. Thy branches. Yes, thank you. We they, sang it in chorus. I couldn't remember the name of the song. We practiced it for I'm five months. Ve- I'm in a very tired headspace. All right, they haven't done that song. They haven't done Blue Christmas. They haven't That's done my Blue Christmas. Favorite Christmas song, and they haven't done it. I really want them to do it. And there's like um, there's a couple bangers from some of those old stop ma- uh, stop claymation stop motion movies that they could yeah. do. Um, there's quite a few songs they haven't done. Yeah. But Blue Christmas so is the one I want to see the back most. Back to the for question sure. at hand. Yes, I think that definitely does take it. Whitney Houston, Be- because it is just so well done. It's so good. Um, another really good one. Okay, we're not gonna talk about Christmas because that that's just out of season. All right, all right. And that's done. But, um, Pentatonix new album. It's called The Lucky Ones. The Lucky it, Ones. That's, yes, that's the album title. Give it a listen if you like a little acapella in your life. And you were um, saying that there were, you know, legends of acapella and, you know, they won the sing off and they had this, you know, this fan following, obviously. Yeah. And then some amount of years later, 2015 or maybe even earlier, Pitch Perfect came out. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, acapella love just boomed and Pentatonix was kind of already they were already the front runners. They like just recently won the sing off and they had uh, the biggest following of any of these acapella groups. And so they just spiked and got super popular super quick and you know the true people have stayed around for all these years i don't know if they would be as successful without pitch perfect happening no honestly it was really good timing and i think that uh you have to give credit to their talent too because they're so incredibly talented um when they were there on on the sing-off when it was like avi was an, an incredible bass and kevin is one of the best beatboxers well, there is. What made them special too is because some of these acapella groups that were on the sing off had like twenty plus members. Exactly. And they are five. That's, that's what I, it. And yeah. they had the better sound with five people. Yeah, and that's and that's what the judges would always say too. They would get done with their thing and every single time I forget who the judge was, but he would always call Avi and Kevin the meat and potatoes of the group. Every time they did a performance, they were like, You guys have literally twenty five percent of the amount of people and just as much sound, if not more. Because yeah. A lot, a large part into Avi and Kevin, um, insanely talented. I'd also like to point out only one of us has ever seen them live. I really wanted to go. <laughs> I really wanted to go. Yeah, and I, even if I do see them live now, it won't be with Avi. Yeah, I saw them live before Avi left the group in 2017. Which don't get me wrong, I love Matt. Matt's done a fantastic yeah, job. Matt's, Matt's the new base for those of you who haven't checked in for a while. Yeah, quote unquote new. He's been there for like four years now. A little less than that. Because uh, they went for like a whole year without a base, he, he, like three years, I would say. It's it's 2021. I keep forgetting that. Yeah. It's not 2018 anymore. No, it's 2021. <laughs> um. So yeah, I'm like three years. Um. But yeah, 2017, seeing them live. I still have tons of videos from that show. I saw them in Pennsylvania. It was, ooh, so good. So, so much fun. I guess if you've never listened to Pentatonix before, you know what? Just binge through their albums and then work your way up to this latest one. 
yeah. just to kind of, just to hear their evolution. You know, start with the sing off songs, and then go into the albums up to here. That's and a kind lot of, of work, though. Listen to the evolution. Like, okay, let's give them five songs. Oh, okay. Just to give them like. Songs that everyone will love. Okay, first well, we of all, can't give them all bangers though, because then they're not gonna, they're going to listen to everything else and be disappointed. No, I feel like if you give them the bangers and then they go and listen to everything else that's more complex and more nuanced, they'll like it more. All right. Okay, five right. songs. Ready? Imagine. Yes, listen to Imagine. Hallelujah. That's that's Te that's a must listen. Yeah, technically their Christmas album, but oh. it's not a Christmas song. Yeah, it's not a Christmas so. song. That's why I put that in there. I'm here for it. Natural Disaster, like one of our favorites. Okay, I'm here. Um. Um, what about, cause one of their big ones when they first started was, um, somebody used to love somebody I used to know somebody. No, you're just somebody. Uh, yeah. Somebody used to know. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. That one. And then one more. What should be the fifth one? Should we choose any, should we, we should maybe choose something from their, new um, album. not their new album. The, the other one they had in like 2015. Oh, the classics? Yeah. No, 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 no. The, the one that was some originals and some covers that oh. I thought was all originals, but it wasn't. Hold. Let me go to that album real quick. Um, Cracked is really good. The one with Jason Derulo is really good. But I don't want a specific one. Um, can't Sleep Love. Easy. Oh, Can't Sleep Love. Yes. yes. Okay. Imagine <laughs> Hallelujah, Can't Sleep Love, Natural Disaster, and the other one <laughs> uh, what else we said this is recorded <laughs> somebody i used to know somebody I used to know there you go um so our little pentatonics rant um i know some people may not like pentatonics like, yeah it's some, too corny yeah some people are just not here for acapella but it's a it means a lot to us as a as a little, as a little guys yeah. Been been a part of our friendship for a long time. So we just want to talk about it a little bit because they had a new album. Congrats to Pentatonix on the new album. We Congrats. wish you all the best. I know you guys are not listening to this at all. There's no chance. I said this last episode almost every single time we get an episode. We're like, hey, if so-and-so is listening, blah, blah, blah. So you know what, Pentatonix, if you're listening. We love you. Congrats. We love long you. Long-time fans. Uh, uh, we don't have enough microphones for you all to be guests, so pick somebody. Um, Yeah. We, I saw you in Allentown 2017. I love you. Bye. Okay. Uh, so. Allentown. Love. Because today, if you're listening to this, the day this comes out. Props to you if you are. Props to you. You're a true fan. Is Valentine's Day. Uh, Couples Day. Blah. Blah, blah, blah. I only say that because I'm not part of a couple. That's the only reason. I mean, if I had, if I was in a couple, I'd be like, oh, I love Valentine's Day. Is that the, is that true for everybody? Do you think everybody's like that, or what? most people that they're they hate it when they're single and they love it when they're in a couple? What do you What do you mean you're not in a couple? I'm not in a couple, Jacob. Are you Are you breaking up with me? If you thought that we were ever going to date in the future, then I'm pre breaking up <laughs> with you. We're dating right now. We're not Kyle. dating right now, Kyle. folks. Listen up. <laughs> This Kyle. was a solo podcast, <laughs> and we're we're going back. It's a solo podcast today. It's it's just milk today. <laughs> just milk. It's just your favorite milky boy here to talk about love, or at least relationships, and not Valentine's Day specifically, I guess. Yeah. But relationships in general, and it's it's the theme. The theme. Kyle, kick us off. All right. Um, I guess. First off, we could talk about how long it's been since we've been in a relationship, like a 
an like an actual exclusive relationship. Romantic relationship. Yes. Oh, sorry, microphone. I hit the microphone, guys. We gotta restart. <sighs> Crap! We Perfe- want such a good roll. Perfection is the standard, though. So I'm gonna <laughs> stop. <laughs> um. Last time I was in a relationship. Well, high school. Check me off. You didn't. You didn't. You had one in college, didn't you? Just recently. Uh yeah, but we were never technically exclusive. That was a whole thing, and something that is not worth getting into. Um. So I guess technically, yes, in college I have. Um. But I. A relationship that actually had a label. High school. Okay. Um. I think 2019 or 2019, uh, beginning of 2019. It's my last time. Uh, so you've had quite the gap. Yes, yeah, quite the dry spell, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> is it rude to call it that? A little bit. Is it? It's it's kind of gross too. Indecent? Is that the word I'm looking for? Not indecent. It's just kind of gross because you're thinking about you know, like moisture in life. You know, you're kind of just in the desert. It's kind of a weird analogy. Do you hate the word moist? Are you mm. one of those people? Nah. All right. We're going to use that word a lot today just for fun. <laughs> <laughs> since we're neither, talk about moist and Valentine's since, Day. It's We're talking about a moist Valentine's Day. We're combining <laughs> oh, the gosh. two. It's so gross. <laughs> let's not, let's not uh, ear rape our fans. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I would, that's indecent. We can't call it that. There's no word what am i supposed to use oh ear assault there you go look at that you found one in two seconds well that was two seconds too long i needed because the joke needed to land (laughs) (laughs) sorry for those of you who don't like that word i apologize all right now moist not that word the other one (laughs) the other one assault (laughs) sure (laughs) whatever moving on Um, I'm sorry. What's your point? It's been it's been a long time for both of us. What's your point? Well, do you think why shouldn't we date? <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> All right, That's reason enough. <laughs> do you think speaking of reasons, do you think that there is a specific reason why it has been that way for us? Because obviously we both we've talked about this before. We were dating people in high school during our senior year. And then after that, you've dated two people mm. right after that i mean on and off I, i'd say a total of three people four people okay well that's a pretty good ratio one per year after high school um they all kind of clump together <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what it is but they all they all really do like clump together kind of all in the middle Pardon me. uh but yeah it, i mean even since the tw- beginning of 2019 is a long time since uh, you've been in a relationship. I, I know there's like specific like quote unquote needs you have in a relationship, like just companionship right. and like all that stuff, like, you know, touchy feely stuff that we don't really need to get into. But uh, for me, the biggest thing that I miss is companionship and like having someone to like be closest to at all times. Right. Like, even with you, there are things I don't bring up to you. Like oh, and same here, and, and same there. I mean, do I wish that we would get closer? Not not in a weird way, but just get closer and like open up some more. Of course, but I think there's you know, just 
as men in general, there's just always going to be some kind of barrier between that. Yeah, I'm a I'm a I'm a feelings closed off kind of guy. You sure are. I keep that crap way down. That little tight. Um. So, I mean, and I I I tend to be more emotional, uh, and I tend to vent more, and that pushes my bros away. I gotta admit, a lot of people who I I have been close with in the past, I can tell that that's probably the reason why. But um, like I say, that's the thing I miss the most is having someone to like be able to share my emotions with. Do you feel like you can share your emotions better with a a, a female than a male? Yes. Is that why you don't like talking to men? I don't talk to anybody about my feelings. It's not like I'm exclude. Like it's not that you know that I don't share my feelings because you know that you're a friend of mine that is a man. Mm-hmm. You should know that I don't share my feelings with you because you're a person in general. Mm-hmm. I just don't share my feelings with any people or animals. <laughs> I just don't. Is it? Is it like what do you? Why do you think that is? I'm just curious. It's hard to. It's hard to say. I. I mean. It's easy to come up with theories, but it's hard to have a definitive reason. Let's I, theorize. I think – If you don't want to. It's cool. No, I'm definitely down for it. Reason A or theory A, I guess, especially the way I was raised. If you knew me as a child, I was incredibly sensitive. I would cry if I fell over and like if, if my older sibling or my younger sibling or anybody was mean to me, I would get teary-eyed and i complain about it to anybody who would listen. Um, and my dad was very, stop that you're being obnoxious and I don't like it. So I guess at some point I just decide I just, I, I wanted to stop crying and being sensitive to little things. And I think I overcorrected and I'm sensitive to nothing now. Mm. And I don't, I, I've pulled back some, but. I just, so I just I just don't share my feelings because I, I I keep that crap down. I've I could probably count on one hand the amount of times I've cried in the past five years. I just don't cry about anything. I don't cry at movies. <laughs> I don't cry. I legitimately do not think that I've ever cried at a movie. Maybe, like I said, maybe when I was younger and was more sensitive, but I don't remember it. I don't. I just don't do it. I really want to see you cry at a movie. I want to be there when you, it happens. You would have to make a banger movie (laughs) it would have to be a real life shot for shot documentary of all my friends being blown up (laughs) and then i'd cry for sure i'd cry at that cry that would make me shocked (laughs) (laughs) oh i would i would for sure cry (laughs) okay just a lot but like that's i'm saying that's the magnitude you'd have to be in terms of getting to in in terms of getting to hit home for me because a bunch of people could blow up in a movie. But if I have no ties to any of them, you could have three hours of this movie to build up each individual character and really make me feel like I know them. I'm not going to cry at that movie because I legitimately have no ties to them. And my brain is like, eh, fiction, whatever. Right. Or even if it's a retelling of a story, eh, already happened. Uh, I don't cry over spilled milk, you know? Yeah. So uh, reason B. Okay. That I don't share my feelings or theory B is back to us being uh, being too nice. I'm not going to make my problems somebody else's problems. So they they for sure don't want to hear about it. They'd be more than happy to help me with my feelings, I'm sure. But there's a part of them that doesn't want to hear about it. So I just I just don't give it to them. 
There is there is something to that, and I I I I've always wanted to entertain this thought with somebody, um, because I have been that burden for people. I know I have, um, and I'm really careful to who I do it to now mm. because my friends and my significant other, whoever they may be, are not my therapist, mm. um, and that's something I feel like, I, like it's very, it's very important that you know the distinction because of course they are there to be there for you right good friends and good uh partners are there to like support you and help you and listen to you and help you and like be that uh that voice of reason and be that rock that you need exactly but they Mm. are not like especially your friends i feel like this is an important thing for friends and relationships in that way you should not be dumping your problems onto your friends unless you unless you and that person have a special relationship, a special bond. Um, I have, I mean, again, I've had this issue before where I feel like I can come to somebody and I tell them all my problems and I like I just keep doing it and I, I I overexert myself on that on them and I like push them away and mm. I now I gosh, this is the worst. I never want to do that. Um, so now I'm kind of overly cautious about sharing my feelings with other people. Like if I, uh, get asked this, like a sensitive question, like at the workplace or if I'm hanging out with friends and I, I really choose my words carefully. Cause I don't want to go into some crazy bender, you know, expository, uh, mess about my life or whatever, my, my dumb problems or yeah. whatever. Um, and of course, I really feel that when I do that, in general. Do you, when someone asks just the general question like "How are you?", do you ever answer that honestly, or do you just kind of always go for "I'm good, how are you?" or "I'm all right, how are you?" "I'm tired, how are you?" This is a hard one. Um, I do think there's a very funny uh, bit that Tom Segura does about. Uh, oh, I know the one about about this question. Uh, it's in his most recent special. I, I love Tom Segura. He's such a funny guy. He basically says there's two answers uh, to that question. Uh, good and I'm fine. I think is what he says. Mm-hmm. Uh, you say good whether you're doing amazing or just okay, and I'm fine is reserved for everything else. <laughs> you burden someone else with your problems in a pleasant exchange. You're a jack wagon. <laughs> That's what he says. For you know a little more vulgar than that, but you get the idea. Uh, I tend to answer it semi-honestly. If I'm in a bit of a rush and I don't have time to, you know, entertain that conversation, I will normally say good, which most of the time if I'm with other people, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Especially if I have like – like if I'm in like a social area, like heck yeah, I'm good. I'm, I love being around people. So normally I'm like I'm good. And I can tell – it also depends on the person too. If it's someone that I want to just like, if I if it's someone I want to kiss up to, I'm always good. <laughs> I'm not gonna tell them I'm. I've bad. literally never had a bad day. Promote me. <laughs> you know, I, I I'm I'm good. At, you know, or if it's you know, I would never say, oh gosh, woe is me. But if it's someone who you know, I don't think is, anyone would say that. How are you? Oh, woe is me. <laughs> I I just think if if it's somebody who's genuinely asking me how I am or if you're okay or like anything like that, I'm gonna be honest and be like, right. you know, I'm not doing okay or. <laughs> like that yeah and and that that's another thing going back to like specifically to relationships and significant other relationships mm-hmm. not just 
you know, having other people around, but specifically to significant other, it would definitely take me some time, even when they're genuinely asking me to give a genuine answer. Like if I, like if I started dating somebody, right? Like we, we went on a few dates and decided, boom, we're exclusive now. Two weeks in at some point, you know, they ask, how are you? You know, genuinely. Two weeks in, probably not going to answer that super honestly. I'll probably, I'll probably give the, I'm pretty good. My day was good. And then probably a month in, I might give a little more information, but not much. Um, I, I'm all right. This thing happened today, which kind of sucked. And they'll be like, oh, you want to talk about it? And I'll be like, no, it's fine. I'll get over it. And I'd probably say that at two months. And I'd probably say that at three months. It would take me a while to actually be like, do you want to talk about that thing that sucked? For me to say, yes, I do. Let's take legit maybe 10 minutes to bang this out and why it sucked and what I can do in my brain about it. It would take 10, 15 minutes, depending on the situation, of course. Yeah. But it would probably take me like three months into an exclusive relationship to actually be like, yes, let's unpack this. Hmm. Do you think there's like, well, like, cause I don't think there's trust issues with you. Like we're talking to people like that. No, I, sir, I, I definitely am a person that immediately assumes that everybody is good hmm. until the opposite. I know there are people that just kind of assume that humanity just kind of sucks and that people are just kind of the worst. And then they let them build goodness on top of their baseline of garbage. Right. I'm the opposite. I, I don't assume everyone's perfect, but I assume everyone has a fairly decent amount of goodness that they automatically display. And then if somehow that standard is not met, I don't want to call it a standard, right. but my ex I see what you mean. Expectation of goodness, I guess if that typically isn't met, then, you know, it starts getting chipped away rather than piling good on garbage. I chip away goodness that isn't there. Yeah. Um, so I don't have trust issues to say all that to say, I, j I don't, I don't know. I think it has to do with love languages. Do you, do you know what those are? Yeah, semi. Because if uh, if you don't know, there are five love languages, and people typically have like a top two that kind of outrank the other three. So there's quality time, um, and words of affirmation, acts of service, physical touch, physical touch, and uh, gifts, giving gifts, receiving mm. gifts. Um, my top two are physical touch and quality time. Like, if I see a friend, I immediately want to hug them, and I want to spend time with them. Or, you know, significant other. Hug them, spend time with them. Give them a little smooch. Acts of service, like, you you could do nice things, sure. But, I mean, I'm also going to do nice things. I, I, I guess in my brain, the acts of kindness thing, because I assume that people are decently good, is just about expected. So, it's kind of like, I don't, I don't need that because I assume that it's already there. Words of affirmation... I, I mean, I'm fairly secure and content with myself. I don't need other people to tell me that I did a good job or, you know, that uh, uh, you did so well at what you just did or you look great today. Okay, cool. Thanks. I, I appreciate the compliment, but it's not important to me. And then gifts. I love giving gifts. And I, I love it when people get me gifts, but I don't need it for me to – I don't need you to get me a gift. For me to then in my brain be able to say, okay, this person loves me. That is not needed. If if you're all right with hugging me and you're all right with spending time with me, those are the things that I need for you to, for me, my brain to say, this person 
loves me and is okay with me. We're ready to get married. Exactly. Uh, That's uh, why me and you are getting married soon. No, because see, <laughs> no. We hug all the time. No, we don't. Yes, we do. I probably, we probably hug once a week, and it's probably you who instigates it because I've had a hard day of school. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, I don't really know why it's why it is that way, but we don't hug that much. We hug. If we don't hug that often, we need to hug more this often. This is a solo podcast. Uh, <laughs> and I, I want you, ever, everyone to know, I don't know why this has uh, come up. I got millions of questions from all over Twitter. Me and Jacob do not hug that often. Um, I just want that to be known before Kyle, he comes back. Kyle, we hug all the time. And do if we don't, we need to start. Do you just it. hug me while I'm sleeping and I don't know about it and that's why we hug all the time? Every no, not every day. Every night I do that, <laughs> Kyle. <laughs> we hug we hug a normal amount. I think it'd be weird if I hugged you every day. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. We hug about once a week. Like we hug, but it's not, you know, a lot. I wouldn't say that that's a lot. We do spend quality time with each other though. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So we're married. No, it's not the definition of marriage. It's what I need for marriage. It's different. Listen, if you want to date Kyle, all you got to do is hug him and spend time with him. But, I, but I'm married to Kyle first. No, so. no. Anyways, so I don't know. My love languages, um, even though it's a fake thing and that doesn't really matter, um, probably words of affirmation and physical touch. I, I'm a very words affirmation guy. I don't know why. I, that's my, that's my thing. I certainly don't think that the love languages are fake. I mean, I th I think they're typically a good representation of what's important to you. They're typically – they're really scrutinized. They're, like, very, very highly highly scrutinized. Um, but – I mean, obviously, like, the questions they ask are kind of geared to one answer or the other. But I think your end result is typically pretty correct of how you actually feel. Like, the way that my scores ended up, whatever they were, like – Physical touch, quality time are like 14, 13, and the other three were like four, three, and two. And I looked at it, and I was like, yeah, that's fairly accurate of how I would represent myself given these five sections. Right. This is definitely how I would set it up if you just kind of threw those sections at me and said rank them. So – I think it's I think it's pretty indicative. I don't know why I'm nodding. It's a podcast. I, <laughs> like, I didn't answer you. I, it's them. I, they can't see me. That's okay. I just nodded. That's okay. We <laughs> like haven't an idiot. We, ha we haven't done that many of these for us to have practice. Gosh, I'm such an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I'm sorry. Please go on. Um, do you think that in the relationship in the relationships you've been in, or just in general, do you think you're good at it? No, hell no. No, really. No, I'm terrible at it. What makes you say that? What, um, why are you terrible at it? Give us um, the deets. I'm gonna fix you. I lack some creativity. So when it comes to gifts and stuff like that, I I lack creativity in that area. I'm okay. not the best at gifts. There are some times where I hit a where I hit a a whammy, but uh, there are other times where I kind of crap the bed and I get you know flustered and stuff like that. Um, a whammy just for context, whammy is bad. So you've just told us that you give sometimes bad gifts and other times crap gifts. I thought whammy was good. Like, whammy! No, that's why the game show is no whammies, no whammies, no whammies. Because you hit the button and you hit a whammy and you lose all your money. I thought whammy was a baseball term. No. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it's in baseball somewhere, but whammy is typically bad. Can I can I look up whammy real quick? Go ahead. I, I, I would just like to, you know, be clear. Because 
maybe there's multiple definitions. I'm sure there's an arcade game that when you hit a home run, it goes whammy. <laughs> but whammy. The actual, you know, of whammy is typically something that is okay. bad. Yeah, it says an event with a powerful and unpleasant effect. Yeah, a blow. I think I'm thinking of Anchorman when that guy, uh, what's his name, the over-the-top sports guy. Uh, oh, I don't um, remember his name, but he oh, he goes whammy. <laughs> yeah, he, he and, thinks it's good. <laughs> well, I thought it was good too. And that's part of the humor; is it's bad. <laughs> well, <laughs> okay. Well, I didn't want to say home run because that's the best you can do. I hit a triple. I don't know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I rounded most of the bases with that gift. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, can you tell I love sports? Oh yeah. Um so that creativity. creativity. Oh gosh, that was a that's that's my that's a big blunder of mine. Um I happen to be incredibly awkward. So starting the relationship uh and starting like that like you know what I, what I would call the honeymoon phase right. is typically difficult for me. Starting as in once you're in the relationship that's hard or just instigating the relationship to begin with? Um, a little bit of both. Um, the start of a relationship, definitely. I feel like I have to be really good friends with somebody in order to start dating. And Yes, I, I don't – I really – and this is something I wanted to touch on at some point. I really don't know how people do the whole online dating thing. That boggles my mind. Well, I, I think that you can develop real relationships with people doing that. I, I do too. But on a on a personal level, I I could not go on a date with somebody, you know, that met online and then after a couple of dates be like exclusive with this person. Like I would definitely need to know the person for a time before I was like, now I want to date this person. And I get that that's what dating's for. Yeah. But I've never been on a date with somebody that I wasn't already exclusive with. So I that's never been part of my wheelhouse like i don't have the arsenal of take random person on date and see if i like them that's not in that's not in my quiver i think your issue is that you're looking at this as a one-way road like you have to be on this specific road to get to your destination i feel like for other people um and i think you're very capable of this i think you just haven't tried it um there are many ways you can meet your so like many 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 different ways and i feel like your way is okay. I got to become really good friends with this person, and then I got to do this, and then I got to do that. It's like if you knock down those barriers, if you're like, "Hey, I'm open to anybody. I'm open to you know the awkward first couple dates and getting to know them, and even if you know there isn't a title, you're just being really good friends from there and going on. Like that's how you. Maybe that's why you haven't. You know, I'm not married yet. Of course, yeah. The only reason I'm not married. <laughs> Another thing. Another one. I am really bad at getting the signals. Dude, don't even <laughs> – I have no idea. I'm oblivious. I, I have been informed a couple of times where – I've actually had conversations with one or maybe two different girls where we both liked each other in the past. And I'm not one to give off signals. I'm sure it's obvious when I'm around them sometimes. Yep. But I don't do it on per – like I – that's problem number four. Let, I'm I'm very obviously into them, and they are like if they're reciprocating onto me, or if it's someone who is giving an unwanted advance, I'm oblivious to yeah, it. I'll, I don't know what. I'm gonna backtrack. I I'm I'm definitely obvious, <laughs> and 
from my understanding, there have been times in the past where a girl that has liked me has also been very obvious. Like someone be like, oh, she's so obvious around you. And every time I'll be like, I legitimately think that you're lying to me. I think this person has told you that they like me. And I think you're telling me that I think both of those things are true. And I still think you're lying because I legitimately don't see it. And I'll even pay attention afterwards and not see it and be like, good prank guys and I, never talk about it i'm gonna talk to the girls for a second because this is something we've talked about in the past listen up ladies don't say that again listen up ladies go ahead Jacob. This they is can't a, see your face of disappointment this is a solo podcast <laughs> with me go away why do you take our hats <laughs> Of all all the things, of all the things I thought you were going to say, that was very bottom of the barrel. Why do you take our hats when you're flirting with us? But is that not kind of cute? Yeah, but why, number one, why does it work? And number two, why do you do it? I, okay. I think, I think it works for a couple of reasons. A, it shows that they're okay with at least getting close to you in some capacity. So, good job. You don't smell bad. You're just overanalyzing the question. B. Also, I asked the ladies. Are you well, a lady? Are they here? <laughs> Jacob, look around. Do we have our significant others that we're asking questions about because of our relationship dynamic? No. You know why? Because we ain't got them. Well, we did until you broke up with me. You know what the closest thing we got to a lady is? Me. <laughs> Somehow. Go on. Um, I don't, small bad. I don't know. They're okay with, they want something of yours to be a part, to be with them for a second. And I think on some level in our, in our dumb little monkey man brain, we're like, ah, she wants my clothes to not be on me and instead be on her. Ah, monkey man brain says that that's good. They're so stupid. Also, <laughs> all pheromones are released out of the top of the head. So if she sniffs the inside of your hat, then she's, she's part of your pheromones. probably going to be grossed out. <laughs> then she, but that's more of your pheromones that she's got, too. See, that that's science, baby. Like, I know why they take our jackets. That makes sense. Because they're cold. Because they're cold. Women are typically chilly. But, <laughs> no, but the hats. What's up with the hats? They always take the hat. That's so weird. I don't know. I remember... This isn't this isn't a hat thing, but the, when you asked that, it was the first thing I thought of. Uh, I was I don't know I was thirteen or something in church, and I had a tie on, and a girl who I liked at the time, who I don't think liked me, but I thought she did because of this instance. She was much shorter than me, and I I had a tie on, and she grabbed my tie and like pulled me, and so like you know like my face came down to her face level, and she just kind of pulled and then laughed and you know it's like haha go back to standing up idiot <laughs> for some reason her learning like, in middle school is so weird i know but like her pulling my face down to her face level via my tie we need the for sa- some reason in my monkey man brain said oh she likes we, me we need the sound bite of papa john saying that turns me off <laughs> <laughs> appropriate for middle school flirting that turns me off <laughs> Oh, but man. yeah, why hats? 
I know I gave hat? three very good scientific reasons, but, but why that can't hat? be it? It can't be that simple. It's got to be. It's it's a, it's a, also if you're listening to this and you want a man to fall in love with you, take his hat from take it, his hat. You have to take it from the top of his head. You can't just like go in his room at night and take it. <laughs> <laughs> like that's 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 robbery. Or if he's already taken it off and it's next and it's. This this will still work, but it right. won't be as effective. It's not as effective. If, exactly. if their head is already off and next to and like you know next to them on a seat or whatever, and then you take it and put it on somewhere in that monkey man brain is gonna go. Hey, that's uh, my hat. That's, that that was my hat. That was kind of cute. You take it off of the dude's head, and he's like, "Oh, that's my hat. That was super cute, and this is great. What a great day this has been." <laughs> Why does that make sense? Why does that make sense? I don't know, but was it? I'm laughing right now thinking about a girl taking my hat. All the words that I just said made perfect sense, and there's no reason that it should make sense. <laughs> so should girls stop taking our hats, or should they continue? Girls should continue taking hats. <laughs> it's probably the easiest signal to read. It's a very physical signal that you can't misinterpret. It just confuses me as to why it works, but whatever. I don't know. I Like I said, I, I, I already tried to give the science, but there's no... <laughs> Love isn't a science. It kind of is. It's just love like, is a four-letter word. It's like three chemicals, and that's it. Isn't that crazy? Love's like three chemicals in your brain, and and like one of them, one of the chemicals is the same chemical you feel when you like murder someone. Like that's it's just the same. It's the uh, same chemical in your brain. Gross. Yeah, disgusting. <laughs> it, it's. It's it's really bizarre. So I guess we went on like eight tangents, but all that to say, you don't think you're good at relationships. No, I think I'm awful at them. Uh, that's surpri- that surprises me. I'm forever. Well, I think you just have this notion that I'm just super smooth guy. That's like really. I definitely don't have a notion that you're a super smooth guy. I you've, think I've d- literally told me that before. You're like, dick is smooth. I'm like, I'm well, not. It's just. It, well, that it definitely it definitely happened. Like there are definitely instances or relationships that have started or stories that you've told where I'm like, ah, Jacob got moves. Jacob said words in good you order for ladies. You have said that. Yeah. Jacob got moves. Yeah, so that's definitely happened. But in terms of already being in a relationship, my notion for you that for you specifically isn't them. He's still super smooth in this. My my notion, I guess, for you then is I know that Jacob is a good person and a good listener, and that's a pretty good start. So I feel like he's gonna be okay. That's like the only two good things about me. <laughs> Everything else is kind of like ah, it's all right. I can listen. I got ears. So if you want to talk, that's cool. But everything else is kind of like, eh, it's all right. I think. What about you, Kyle? I think I'm decent at them. I think, I think being in a relationship at its core level, super easy. Easy? At Like at its core level, when you think about what needs to happen for you in a relationship is listen to them, spend time with them. Like, like actually being present when you're with them. Have you ever a, a, a couple, a couple, you know, a couple little nice little nuances and quirks here and there. Have you ever been with someone and realized that you don't like them? Like been with them in a relationship yeah. and then realized no. Okay, that's when relationships start getting hard. Because what happens is you're in a relationship with somebody and you the first couple of months go by and you say, hey, this is great. You start bonding with this person and. At, at like month three, you start, you know, doing the thing. You're like, yeah. And then they do something. You're like, whoa. Okay. That was weird. But we're going to 
We're gonna keep on going. And then like you're like you're like doing this dance. I'm doing a dance right now, guys. Uh-huh. And yeah. and then they do it again. Like it do this, or it may be something different, but it's like it's jarring. It's like I didn't know you did that. It can be like they'd be mean to a server at a restaurant or they you send them something like uh online that's funny to you like it makes you laugh and they don't get it and you're like uh i need to laugh with you what? always what's going on here like that's something that with me i ne- i really need someone who has my same sense of humor or has or makes me laugh like that's something that's important to me i think that's important for almost everybody some people i i don't think it is my like my mom and dad do not laugh together at all like well they laugh when things are funny that are happening to them, but right. they don't make each other laugh. Like my mom's sense of humor is completely different than my dad's sense of humor. Um, do you think that was? Do you think that was something that was not really that important well, for our parents' generation? That might be true. Um, I I don't know. I I think that's important for some people, but some people it is not. Hmm. But let me let me get onto this because if you don't break the relationship off, which is which I think it is harder to break the relationship that you that you. Okay, let me put it this way. I think it's harder to break the relationship up than it is to be broken up with. As someone who has been both, I've broken up with people and I have been broken up with. And I, I think mm. breaking up with someone is hard. It's incredibly hard. It definitely hard. is. You have, to have, you have to have courage to approach someone that you have spent a lot of time with over the months and sometimes years. That's why you have people with unhappy marriages, Kyle. People who, who go on to get married and their partner is oblivious that they do things that that makes the other person furious and that and that's part of why i think the the like being in a relationship at its core like is easy because that's that's the other thing talk about your feelings right like at its core is easy and then person by person like for me state what you're feeling about a situation haha i'm not gonna do that probably ever that's what i'm saying at its core easy and then person by person basis not that great for some of these things you you get decent or you're bad at all of them or just some of them so i'm i'm i i put i give too much obviously because we're talking about the too nice thing and i'm like "Uh, let's do this for you no we shouldn't enjoy a day just for me it's got to be at least both of us but then like and then like i said talking about like uh uh someone did something like like three months in the relationship and they do something they're like whoa i didn't know you did that in my in in my brain a that's never happened to me where they're like whoa i didn't know you did that that's why that hasn't instigated anything for me but if that did happen i'd be like uh well let's let's just keep going anyway when that happens to you and it's something because i didn't think that would happen to me i thought that i would just like I would a be able to overlook stuff like that, and b that I would be able to that I wouldn't ever have that issue. Like that I wouldn't. I'm so accepting that I would never have that issue. Right. When that happens to you, you will realize, oh, relationships aren't that easy at all. I guarantee you, that's exactly what's gonna happen. I don't doubt it. Cause I mean, I was gonna, I was gonna ask. Cause longest relationship, six months, folks. What up? Uh, mine's closer to two years, on and off, but right. two years. Um. So I mean, don't that, I mean. Take my word with a grain of salt, <laughs> a, a whole packet of salt. Actually. A whole packet of salt. Because I mean, Kyle's got knowledge. He got a big head. How long have we been going, Kyle? Almost an hour. Oh, okay, I thought we were going a little longer. That's why I was asking. Yeah, and I got more questions. Questions, Kyle. You're full of them. Go on and shoot me with another one. Um, do you think it's true 
or do you think it's beneficial if it is true for opposites attracting? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we're opposites in a lot of ways. Not the not in a like relationship sense, but I think just right. as, as like friends. Right. In terms of a relationship sense, what about that? Um, because obviously it, complete polar opposites, that's not gonna work. No, but I think like I think. In some case, and this this is actually a meme that's going on right now. It, actually, it, it, it's kind of a meme. Oh, this whole um, boyfriend this, but girlfriend that. Yeah, that whole thing. I've seen some of them. Yeah. I haven't looked into it, so I don't really understand the format like, of it. Like for like for example, like cold hand, cold hand gf, hot hand bf, boom. You know, nice. that's that's a very good example of opposites attract. It's just it's just the way that it should be. Um, there, there's a couple more examples on like you know social media and stuff like that that I think are very funny. Um but I, I yeah, I think that like someone who is extroverted um is kind of attracted uh can or can be attracted to somebody who is uh introverted. Did I say extrovert introvert? Yeah. Okay. I wanted to make sure I didn't say introvert introvert. Yeah, I um, 100% that can happen. I learned something recently. I say recently, probably close to a year ago about extroverts and introverts that completely rocked my world because I had this wrong notion of them. I always thought, you know, extrovert equals, you know, outgoing person, loves to meet a whole bunch of people, strangers, cool. Introvert, not outgoing, doesn't want to meet a whole lot of people. And that's not what it is. And I didn't know that literally till like a year ago. So this is just a tangent, obviously. Yeah, especially. Extrovert means that you are a person who when you're kind of when you're kind of down your batteries are low you recharge by being around people that is what gives you energy to keep going an introvert is somebody who recharges by being alone mm. and knowing that i'm certainly more extroverted than i am introverted but knowing that i know that a everyone is a mixture of both oh yeah 100%. and b i am i th- i i always thought with that other definition that i had i'm 100% extrovert 0% introvert I'm probably like 70, 30 extrovert, introvert. Or probably 50, 50, honestly. There are a decent amount of times where I don't know I'm yawning too much. Where I want to, where I want to recharge. I've had a rough time, and, and if that instance somebody texted, hey, we're you know, pre or post pandemic, someone like we're yeah. gonna, we're gonna hang out at this place for this amount of time. We're all just gonna have a jolly good time. Do you want to come? A majority of the time, I'm gonna be like, yes, please. I need people around me. But there's that 30 percent of the time where I'm gonna go. I really just want to be alone right now and watch tv and just lay down for a couple hours and then go to sleep yeah so that's just my little tangent of the extra introvert thing because i had this wrong definition for a long time i feel like a lot of people did or possibly do so just for your knowledge that's what those are anyway back to relationships what do you think about opposites attracting yes obviously like like i said i think it's near impossible if not totally impossible for people that are complete opposites to maintain a relationship maybe they could be friends you know not best friends but i i think that they certainly could not be in a significant other relationship and last and both be happy in that relationship i just i don't think that that's possible okay Again, I'm saying with legitimately every single one of their traits and thoughts and beliefs are complete opposites of one another. Well, I think people like to argue sometimes. So, like, not that's just a, a, an example. Like, so if like they have things to argue about, like if one's 
if one's a Christian and one's an atheist or whatever, like if one's a Scientologist, you know, I mean, like if that's what their vice is to argue, then yeah, I, I think that that's it's possible for them to, uh, to be in a relationship. I I mean I think, but I mean if we're talking about everything, like like in your in your case, like if their senses of humor were completely different, they didn't laugh at any of the same things. Right. I I think there are examples of opposites working. Just a a funny example: cold hand versus high hand. Like that's obvious, an obvious, yeah. you know, cathartic thing for some people. Yeah, so um, I I, th- I think there should definitely be opposites within the relationship. Tall and short. If everyone's the same, Kyle, it gets so monotonous. I know. I think there should definitely be opposites in the relationship. I just don't think that two people that are one hundred percent opposite could be in a relationship. I don't think that's possible. So I don't I I don't think you're understanding the the saying like it doesn't have to be total opposites i know I, I know they don't have to be total opposites that's what i'm saying i think opposites should exist in a relationship but you didn't say that at first why didn't you say that at first i my whole premise was that 100 percent opposites couldn't be in a relationship that is to say that any other variation could be i think 100 percent couldn't be but there needs to be opposites in a relationship 100 percent. like i i need to date somebody that likes pickles so when i get a burger that with still pickles and I forgot to order them off, they can take them and get their extra pickles. That's great. That needs to happen. Um, I also need somebody that doesn't like French fries so I can have all the French fries to myself. That'd be great. Doesn't like French fries. I, I want Very specific. I want all the fries to myself. You know what? As, if they don't like food, I'm good for it. I want all the food for myself. That's an opposite that needs to happen. You're crazy. Um, oh, I had something else. Oh man, I. Why am I yawning so much? It's I don't know. You've o'clock. yawned a million times. I have. I was so I was so hyped for this episode too. I don't know. Um. Well, I guess we could talk about this relationships inside of a pandemic. Obviously, we're both not part of one. Nope. But made it ten times harder. It does make it much harder to meet new people. Yeah. To try and get into a relationship, like I said before a new person in my in my, in my brain hasn't yet met the criteria for me to want to date them <laughs> i need to know a person and then decide that i probably like them and then go on some dates and then be exclusive or whatever but for you for instance meeting new people has 100 percent been very difficult mm-hmm. um do you do you think that there is a way that you or and I guess anybody listening could try could try different ways to try and start a relationship inside of a pandemic? Do you do you think that there I'm sure there are ways, but do you have any ideas? Um No. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, besides Social media dating, no. Right. I mean, I know there's online stuff. I think there are forums on the internet where, where people are just kind of like, um, here's here's a Zoom code. Just come hang out in this random Zoom room with these random people. Discord, too. Yeah, Discord or whatever, and just kind of meet some people. I've, I've read a couple of stories where people literally go on the internet, find a Zoom code, and just kind of join this random group of people. And in conversation with this group, found this person that they liked who also liked them in conversation. And then they started dating yep. just kind of virtually. I mean, which is very cool. Definitely. That, that's a very cool story. Yeah. I, I, I would 
love to just go into a random Zoom meeting, you know, with just random people on the internet and be like, hey, let's have a conversation. Mm -hmm. I, like I said, I could not just like with a person there being a random person to me at some point be like, I like that person after that hour and a half conversation, we should have like an exclusive online date. Uh, How do you know you haven't met the right person? I, I, I don't know. Exactly. And I just. So you're already closing off the possibility. I don't know if I can do it. How do you know? Because I, I know that I have, I know that I have met people in the past that I didn't previously know that I've had sure. conversation with and been like, I like this person. This is a cool person. Mm -hmm. But my brain is either saying to me, A, uh, that's not a, like that's, this isn't enough time. We're not going on a date with this person. Or B, you really want to go on a date with this person. However, this is and however, two nice brain kicks in is like, ah, oh, you're going to make this person uncomfortable if they don't want to be a part of that. Let's set up a scenario. Okay. You meet somebody for the first time, right? It's been two hours. You're at a party with people. This is pre or post pandemic. Okay. And you're at a party with people and you have basically been hanging out with this person. You've met for the first time for like two hours. Mm -hmm. Then you start mingling with other people. <clears throat> As the party is closing, she says, hey, I really, you know, really like you. Let me get your phone number. Okay, cool. You get a phone number. You guys start texting. Let's say you text for two days. And she says, hey, we should meet up and have lunch. What do you say? She asks you on a date. Do you, do you legitimately, you're going to tell me, not, you don't have any special feelings. There's no crazy, like, oh, I got to have her. It, you're gonna tell me you're gonna say no. No, I'm for sure gonna go to lunch with her. But okay, let's say she says I want to go to Ruth's Chris on me. I, we're going. On, we're going. You know, I want you to dress nice. We're going on a date. Are you? You're not gonna go on that date and give it a shot. I definitely am. And here's my problem that this has all <laughs> kind of been built up to. <laughs> I don't have the balls, you know, to ask someone out. No, I don't. I'm very don't... bad at it. Oh, yeah. I overthink. And uh, we talked about this before. I'm not scared of rejection. I'm scared of making them uncomfortable yep. and then thinking about the after effects, whether it was a yes or no. Right. My brain goes at all times a million miles an hour. I'm never not thinking about something. I I. I over I, I overanalyze. I literally gave three scientific reasons to why girls take hats from a dude <laughs> just immediately because that's the first thing my brain did was say, hey, there's got to be a reason. Let's find multiple of them. I don't have the cojones to to actually do it if it's a diff, like if, if it's a person I don't really know that well. If they're the one that asked me, let's freaking do it. Let's go. Yeah. Like, again, this is under the guise of couple hours and then we've talked for a couple days after that because i at least feel like a couple days i know them a little bit better what if they ask you at the party prob i i would pro i would probably say let's i would i would probably say let's talk a little bit more i, I mean i again i like i said that's before the, i guess that's that's, that's what the dating is for yeah. but my brain that that's never happened to me and so my like I've I've never the way that I was I've always thought about it was ask a friend 
to get to know them better, not exactly. ask a stranger to get to know them better. And so my brain so just that's won't where you're do railroaded. it. Railroaded. That's where you're 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 you I, already cut off eight billion people. I should expand. I should. You should. I, I just can't. Yeah. I want to. Oh, but Kyle, I want to. Yes, you can. That's the one thing I can't control about myself. I can control whether I'm sick or not. Because I just stop feeling sick. Stop. I, you can't do that. I do. I do do that. <laughs> I can also – I can count on one hand the number of times that I've cried in the past five years. Sure. And the number of times I've been sick in the past and ten years. Me, uh, those numbers added together would fit on one hand. And you're telling me that you can't expand your horizons to increase your probability of meeting someone that you genuinely like. I can entertain the idea and really want to. And I believe that you can. If you, if anybody can, you can, Mister. I don't sneeze. I don't. I don't get sick. I don't. I. Uh, That's I, what I'm saying. I can control all of the physical. You can things. control how much you poop, Kyle. I know. So I've, pro you I've can probably do gone that. through maybe four rolls of toilet paper in the six months, seven months we've been here. However, I think you can do it. I think I want to. Maybe I just hey, can't. Make make that a new uh, a New Year's resolution. It's it's the Lunar New Year just happened a couple days ago. Make that one of your resolutions. The year of the ox, right? Yep, the year of the ox. That means you gotta be like a little bull and go charging into to people. Oh, man, why did it have to be such a good analogy? I was gonna say something about myself, and I can't remember what it was. Um, and we got caught up in the 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 the, the bit. Relationships are hard to start and i guess relationships are hard in general like i said in my in my brain the core values of a relationship on paper on paper core values easy to maintain yep. and then the second you go from person to person and then add the little quirks and nuances it's hard yeah um i don't remember what i was gonna say so we can move on that's fine I guess you don't have to love everything about a person. You just have to love them in spite of the things that you don't like about them. Boom. Put that on a t-shirt and throw Say it in the garbage. Again. I think you just completely missed the point that I made five points ago. Say it again. I said you don't have to love everything about a person. Uh -huh. You just love them in spite of some of the things that you don't like. See, that's where I disagree with you. I thought that's how it worked. And I think it's just because you had not had this experience that you're not – it doesn't click with you. If there is someone that you meet and date and then if something happens and something is very specific, there are some things you cannot overlook. Oh, for sure. But So you have to be able to make that exception. You can't just be like, I'm going to love them in spite of that. Otherwise, well, I know that. In spite of the little things you don't like then. I'm not going to say all the things that you don't like. Oh, I really love this person, but she killed my mom. I still love them, though. I don't like that she did that. Big thing. I'm not going to overlook it. Some people do overlook it because they, they're scared of losing that person. I know. And I guess I didn't really talk about this. In my past relationships, I haven't been broken up with. I've been the one to do the breaking up. So that that part isn't where I would fall short. Right. You know, is voicing my opinion about something that happened that I don't like. I'm not going to fall short there. Except I – how do I say this? I'm not going to fall short in voicing my opinion there. It's just going to be more difficult for me to get my feelings across about it properly. Does that make sense? It, it's hard to do it. It's harder than it, than it thinks because this person normally is oblivious to that, to what, what is perceived to you as a red flag or um, 
or like a, a problem. So if if it's if it if they really are oblivious to it, and then you kind of just have to pull the trigger at some point when it's when it's too much for you to handle anymore. Um, and normally what'll happen is, because it's hap- I've been on the receiving and the giving end. You'll start seeming less interested, or they'll start seeming less interested, and it'll kind of like slowly build. And you'll, in the back of their mind, they'll suggest they'll suggest it like, is he gonna leave, or as or whatever. And they'll be like, nah. And then the next day it'll happen. I guarantee it. And once that happens to you, you'll reflect back to episode twelve of the podcast, and you'll be like, ah, oh, Jacob specifically talked about this moment. Well, the next person I date is going to be the person I marry anyway. So, I've already made that decision. I don't care who it is. So you've, <laughs> I'm kidding. You've, <laughs> you've narrowed it down between people who you're already close with or you're going to get close. Listen with. up, people that are listening. <laughs> if I know you, you're you might be the person that I marry because the next person I date, you're getting hitched. Oh, you're yeah. getting Me and ball you, and baby. chained. Me no, and you. next per- the person that listens to this and is a woman. I'll put it like that. <laughs> I'll be right back. <laughs> they're going to the hospital <laughs> oh man Kyle do we have anything else to, to to talk about to I don't know do you have any um relationship-esque questions or not questions I guess comments or considerations or things that you've thought about or things that are important that we haven't talked about there are plenty of important things that we haven't talked about uh don't have kids uh have kids <laughs> Have plenty of them. This this, this, is why need, we're at, this is why we're in such a good relationship. The Earth needs I'll, more people. I'll, no, it doesn't. We are not close to populated enough. <laughs> Ten billion by twenty twenty five. That gives me so much anxiety. It gives me so much anxiety. We're gonna have to. We're gonna get to get, get some new roommates because uh, there's not gonna be enough space in the world. There already isn't. <laughs> Uh, I'm okay with that though. I like people. I'm guys, 70% extroverted. It's time for your favorite game. Is it time for your favorite game? It is time for our favorite game. It's called Quibbles. Quibble. <laughs> Quibbles. <laughs> has nothing to do with anything. What do you want to rename? What do I want to rename? You know what? Rename Cupid. Cupid? Valentine's Day is here. Rename Cupid. Given something just as stupid, but it can't rhyme with stupid or Cupid. Right. I'm going to put stipulations on this one. Rongle. <laughs> Ravonka? <laughs> Ravonka? It's Rongle. Rongle. That's his name. The guy with the little arrow. That's his name now. Rongle. Is, has Cupid always been a, just a fairy that wears a diaper and shoots love arrows? Or has he never had a diaper? Is that is that is that a, like an inheritance an to inheritance. Cupid that has come through not just America but just come through the times? From what I understand, he's an angel in his origins. So slowly but surely, angels began to be perceived as babies. So that's probably where he got it, you know, because babies are swaddled in clothes, and then he because the babies started wearing diapers in the 1900s. So he got he was depicted as a diaper at some point, and then the Cupid we know. Where in history, or where in geographical history, did angels start being considered or perceived as babies? Always? In paintings. But why? Purity, probably. And but have babies. You, have you have you ever looked at the description of an angel in the Bible? Uh, yeah, they're not. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. They're, they're not, not babies. They're, they're not, not. They're not people. They're not pleasant to draw. They either. got like 18 horns coming out of their spine. So, and 
there's yeah. there, there's some there's some there's some weird uh descriptions of angels and i think they're absolutely cool they're just absolutely insane so yeah uh rongle rongle the love arrow shooting son of a gun um kyle i would like you to rename let's hear it i'll rename anything in this game of quibbles i you know you you quibbled that's what you did you didn't well, today rename. I did. <laughs> you quibbled today. You quibbled Cupid. Last episode, what was it called last episode? I don't even remember. Yeah. I think two episodes ago was Terry. Yeah, and then, we just called <laughs> the game Terry. Last episode, I don't even remember. Um, You quibbled Cupid to Rongle. Rename Dr. Phil. I quibbled Dr. Phil. Yes. Um, Let's see. Dr. Phil. Um, you can keep Dr. I, I, I was thinking about keeping Dr. Right, because he, he, you know, he's... Actually, he's not even technically a doctor, I don't think. I don't think he's got that certification, but go on. Does he actually not? I don't think so. <laughs> How does he get a TV show for being a psychiatrist without having a degree? I need to know. I'm going to check right now. Immediately before I quibble. Does Dr. Phil have his psychiatrist psychology? Okay. Phil has never been licensed as a physician in any state. However, he is a doctor of philosophy. In that, he has a PhD. He's a, he has a PhD in philosophy. Yes. What? On what? In what good green earth does a does someone with a doctorate in philosophy then get a job as a psychiatrist or psychologist, either one, and a televised one as well? That's so bizarre to me. I don't know. That doesn't make any sense. That's what it says on Google. I, there's a bunch of different answers, though. I don't know. Go on. Dr. Phil, what's his new name? Dr. <laughs> Cherry Pie. Dr. Cherry Pie. His new name. Rongle and Dr. Cherry Pie. <laughs> Let's do one more, Kyle. Give it to me. Um, You know what? I'm going to – I'm just going to keep the theme of what today, as in the day this was released, is happening. Re just rename St. Valentine. Give him a different name. Give him a different title if you want. You don't have to keep Saint. Okay. He doesn't have to have a title. Can I just rename the day? Sure. Okay. Which I guess in turn would rename him. Right. Um. Why? It's so weird that we just associate his name with love now when it was just kind of his name. Yeah. Because I don't think it has any roots that mean love or anything. Um, like a Latin or Greek root or anything or Roman. I don't think so. Whatever. It just kind of means love now. Kimmy. <laughs> Saint sorry. Kimmy. I, I, don't, I never know what I'm expecting. Saint Kimmy. I'm never expecting anything, but every time you just kind of say something, it just catches <laughs> me off guard, even though I'm not expecting anything. Saint Kimmy. Saint Kimmy. Saint Kimmy's Day. Guys, happy Saint Kimmy's Day. Um, Will you be my Kimmy? <laughs> I would love to be your Kimmy Kyle. I'm not asking you. This is a solo podcast. I'm asking you, the listener. <laughs> Kimmy Kyle. Will you be my Kimmy? That's even more catchier than Valentine. We just we just made it better. Will you be my Kimmy? Will you be my Kimmy? Will you be my Kimmy? All right. I think it's time to end it. I guess that's it. Time to pull the plug. This is the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> we're pulling the plug on Milk and Screens. We're flatlining as soon as I hit stop. No, we're we're coming back next week. Don't you don't you worry. Yeah, don't you, we're, we're gonna be here for a long, long time. Don't you worry. Happy Kimmy Day. Happy Happy Kimmy Day. Is it would it would it be Kimmy's Day? Happy Kimmy's Day. Happy Kimmy's Day. Happy Kimmy's Day. Um, 
Give my love to your Kimmy. Ask somebody to be your Kimmy today. Yes. Don't ask, ask someone to be your Kimmy. Don't. And if they ask what that means, just don't even answer. Just, just, just <laughs> Say, answer the question. <laughs> make the, just kind of make them roll with it. Just kind of make them be your Kimmy for the day. All right. See you guys next week. Much love. Much Kimmy.